City, Colorado Springs, Colorado. This is the USA Volleyball Show. And here are your hosts, Clarence Hughes and Stephen Munson. Hello and welcome to the USA Volleyball Show, the official podcast of USA Volleyball. 67 episodes in and we're still wrong. Stephen, good morning, good afternoon. Not sure what time it is over there, even though we're in the same uh, time zone. <laughs> uh, let me, yeah, let me check. Uh, Nine twenty-three <laughs> <laughs> up here in Denver. Yeah, no, I'm doing great. Uh, excited, man. I'm just like giddy for this episode because it's so good. You said you're uh, gonna hit the gritty. What? Our right, next promo. <laughs> Stevens hitting the gritty. Heard it oh, here first. Gosh. Nobody wants to see that. We all want to see it. <laughs> Ooh, wait. You say you're going to be in Chicago, right? I know. I'm. I'm, yep. I'm jumping ahead of things. All right. Yeah. Social media challenge. Best gritty mm, across clubs. I'm just saying. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. Let me. Uh, I don't have a pen and paper. Remind write, that write, write that down. down. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. That's awesome, though. Um, we have uh, an exciting really episode awesome. here, but. But uh, before we get to it, I want to hear all about opens. Man, um, I think uh, opens is definitely on that upward slope um, of growth. I mean, we were at 370 teams last year. We were at about 400 teams this year, and that's still without the open division. You know, biggest, biggest task is trying to figure out how we can revive that open division. But with that being said, um, we got a lot of good feedback about how the tournament was ran, um, the overall setup. Everybody loved the DJ Beer Garden. Everybody loved um, the 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 announcers that we have throughout the day on the award stage, kind of bringing some personality and some a uh, little bit of culture to that too. I mean, we had any, everybody from the the Venezuelan and Brazilian teams dancing and having a good time over Love there. That. It was it was really. It was really unique, and I think Dallas was a really special city to help kick things off even more. And then the players' party was also really great, too. I mean, line was out the door. Shout out to the backyard, Ellen. But overall, I mean, from AA all the way over to the 70s division, it was really, 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 really great competition. Really got, glad I got a chance to see a lot of it. And then, yeah, before we knew it, session one was done. Before we knew that, session two was done. And here we are talking about it. That's right. Yeah, just flying by. But yeah, that was really cool. I saw on social media the, the uh, DJ and the MC at the award stage. That was a oh, nice yeah. touch. That was, was a lot great. of fun. Yeah, they will be back next year. So that would be awesome. awesome moving forward. And confirmed right here on the podcast. Confirmed. I also got to play. I'm so excited. I got. To I was about a, to ask you about that. Team. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that happen? Did you, were you like free agent? Did you, did you wear the free agent shirt uh, <laughs> around and get picked up or? I didn't, I didn't. That's actually a really good idea. Uh, for those of you at Opens looking to add players or just want to be added to a team, wear a free agent shirt, you will get picked up. Players are always looking for people, but I actually have a couple of friends that were on the team that I played with or against um, here at actually here in Colorado Springs on a couple of co-ed teams, co-ed four teams. And then he was like, Hey, um, and it started with we needed the right side. We need an opposite hitter. Now they're cool. I can play oppo, and then that moved for me playing outside the first set, and then it also moved for me playing middle the second set, and it also moved for me staying at middle for the rest of the tournament. But okay, <laughs> I love middle. I, that's my first position. I learned how to play. I always love middle. Such a fun position. But now that I'm you know older, I do love playing outside and right side a lot more too. Just you know, 
hitting opportunities and such there too. But again, play played a bunch in middle. Um, Curtis actually put uh, put me on the on the, uh, the the daily highlights a couple times. Oh, there so, you go. So shout out to Curtis there, and you know Josie. Um, <clears throat> Was also on our staff. Also got to play. I think she played women's B as well. The same session I did. And she killed it as well. You know, we both played middle. So it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. Both of, we both got a chance to experience opens for the first time there. Um, first time in Dallas. First time playing on teams. And it was it was really memorable. I'm really gonna see if I can put my own team together next year. Yeah. And then also Denver 2025. That's gonna be about to say wild. I was about to say I for. Uh, when I was watching all the social media, I was like, oh, I can't wait for Denver next year. But it's Columbus next year, right? And then Denver. Yeah. Columbus next year, Denver the next year. And can we also shout out to the sitting teams and the sitting division? I got yes. a chance to see that yeah. for the first time. That was some really intense volleyball. Yeah, I saw, I think there were, um, they had some uh, guests come on the uh, on some of those teams too. Some mm-hmm. some uh, some celeb appearances, which was pretty cool to see. And uh, I I always enjoy watching those courts, and it's it always draws a big crowd. Too. It is. Uh, it was like you'll you'll walk in the time. you'll walk in the convention center, and you'll just see a big crowd, and you're like, "What's going on over there?" It's not a dance it's battle; it's sitting no, volleyball. It's sitting yeah, volleyball too. <laughs> and you can tell like some of the teams are uh, you know finally back after being gone for you know a couple of years, and those like little rivalries that they have there. Oh the yeah, yeah, like it really showed. Like there there are a couple of guys like, "Wow, they are getting after it," and yeah, it, it's it's, it's a magnificent. Um, I was a little intimidated to, yeah, I still haven't tried sitting volleyball yet, but then they're all like, oh yeah, we got to get you on a team next year. You got this, blah, blah, blah. I was like, give me about a month of practice and then I got you. But it was we already got the end. We got the end with Whitney. I know. So yeah, yeah we, we, we got to get a team together. I've always wanted to play in that division. I've done a couple like uh, sitting volleyball experiences Yeah, uh, that they used to do at the USA um USA USOPC training center uh, in Colorado Springs, but um, yeah, I've never gotten to do like a competition, which is all right. We gotta uh, do I really it. want to. Me, me, you and Curtis on on a team moving forward next year. Let's do it. Altitude fitness. Let's go. Altitude fitness. <laughs> well, awesome. I'm glad to hear opens was was great and a, a good experience for all the attendees. Uh, I did see a video of the players' party as well. That looked like a lot of fun and glad to glad to glad to hear it's growing too. And it's just going to yeah. get getting better and better, which is fun. That's the goal. You know, if you guys ever have any feedback, you know where to email us at events at usab.org or opens at usab.org. You know, we got a survey going out. Um, all feedback is good feedback so anything we're doing wrong that we might need to improve on any suggestions too we're always listening we're always open for new ideas really trying to have this event evolve with the with the present times and with the you know with the changes and with the worldly changes always happening too just to make it as fun as fun and as a competitive experience for the adults as possible you know a lot of a lot of the adults across all 40 regions this is their one. This is the one tournament uh, compared to, you know, certain regions that have adult tournaments yearly and annually throughout the year, plus leagues and all that other stuff, too. But for a lot of these teams, this is their one time of year that they get, you know, uh, we 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 um, I'm stuttering because I'm very excited about this. Sorry. But um, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I also ran into our, our good friend of the pod, uh, you know, Jack Flora that we interviewed last year. Oh, yeah. You know, his team won it again. He's out there killing it. 
and Forming you know, a dynasty over there. Oh yeah. <laughs> you just I can just see the I imagine in the trophies and his yeah. And his trophy cabinet and stuff like that too. But just seeing him, I mean, a testament to him with what he said last year. Like again, this is their one time where they get to re have a reunion and reunite and catch up on old times and play some competitive volleyball. But yeah, a lot of fun. And I just can't wait to keep it going. We gotta keep it rolling year after year after year. Yeah, I'm excited to see it continue to grow, and hopefully, hopefully, one of these next couple of years, I'll I'll be able to play. I would love to play next year in in Ohio, but uh, for sure in Denver in our backyard. All right, let's do it. Technically, literally, your backyard, literally, literally in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, let's. We have an awesome episode, so let's get out right way. into Ooh. it now uh, with our little rigmarole here. Uh, if you haven't listened to our previous episode, we talked to three-time Olympian Scott Fortune ahead of the USA Volleyball Hall of Fame ceremony. Scott was inducted into the class of 2023 as he accepted the Harold T. Friar Mood Award, USA Volleyball's highest honor. He shares his reaction to receiving that honor, and we dive into his career with some incredible stories from him. You can listen to that on all podcast platforms or watch on usavolleyball.org or USA Volleyball YouTube. Now, the moment we've all been waiting for, news with Hughes. This is not the moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't even revealed our guest yet, okay? But I love the setup. <laughs> Drum roll, please. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Congratulations to the women's U21 national team for going undefeated. Not one set dropped. Incredible. Did you hear me? Not one set dropped. I'm going to say it one more time. Not one set. Not a single <laughs> set dropped the entire tournament and capturing its second consecutive Pan American gold uh, medal for the third time in program history over on the beach side of things a congratulations to former guest of the pod sarah sponsel and her partner therese cannon on taking silver as well as annie banesh and miles partain for winning bronze at the beach pro tour elite 16 in Ostrava, czech republic uh the women excuse me the u.s women's finished week one of volleyball nations league aka vnl undefeated It wasn't easy, though. Three of their four matches went to a fifth set. There's a lot of sets. I'm tired just reading about it. A lot of volleyball. Yeah, a whole (laughs) lot of volleyball. But week two is already underway. You can watch all VNL matches on VolleyballWorld.tv. That is VolleyballWorld.tv. Staying on the same topic, VNL, a.k.a. Volleyball Nations League, switch those, is coming to the United States. Watch the world. Best volleyball athletes in person on home soil, beginning with the men's week three leg hosted in Anaheim, California from July 4th through July 9th. And then watch the women's finals in Arlington, Texas from July 12th through through July 16th. Buy your veto tickets for Anaheim in Arlington right now. For more on all of the latest news, visit usavolleyball.org. All right. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> no, no, no. We already had it. You're right. No, I'm just <laughs> we already had it. On to today's show, making her return to the USA Volleyball Show podcast. And, of course, now back with the U.S. Women's National Team, three-time Olympian defending Olympic gold medalist Jordan Larson. It was so great 
to catch up with Jordan, hear all about what went into her decision to return to the national team. We get to hear about her goals for this season. We reflect on winning the Olympic gold, the first uh, for the women's program of uh, Olympic gold and just the excitement uh, to host the BNL final round on U.S. soil and so much more. So let's get right to it, right into it. Here's Jordan Larson. All right, well, we'll get started. Jordan, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us. I know you're gearing up for for BNL and being back in the USA gym and training, but we're really uh, we're really excited to have you back on. You were our very first guest uh, on the podcast on episode one, uh, so we're excited to have you back here. Yeah, excited to be back. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. I um I, I don't know if you know this, but I was actually in Indianapolis for Girls Nationals. Uh, was it last year? Was that right? Uh, yeah, last year. I was going to say, yeah, that was the last time we saw Last year, and you, you did a... Uh, did all the middle presentation. <laughs> you did uh, an athlete appearance there, and I was supposed to help you out with with all that, and I was super excited and, and then super bummed that I uh, I actually got COVID. I think tested positive like the day before you got there, and so then I was like quarantined the rest of the event. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, it felt so bad. We were like dropping off like men and stuff to Steven's room. Like, all right, I'd be walking to the elevator. He'd be like, thank you. Basketball. I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for you, man. I was like, the worst time ever. Yeah. I, th- I yeah. feel like that was a hot, that was a hotbed there for a little bit of time. I think, I think you were not the only one that got COVID that during that time. So. Yeah, no, I think so. And yeah, I mean, you just never know what those big events too, and, and traveling, everyone traveling from all over the country too. So yeah. just got unlucky, but, um, uh, I did make it back to the event on the very last day. And so I was happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again. Yeah. For, for taking the time to to talk with us. We're excited to have you on, especially looking ahead to, to VNL, but uh, definitely want to start off with a kind of a fun question here. Do you have, or is there anything that fans don't know about you? Um, maybe like a guilty pleasure or, you know, favorite food or anything like that. Oh, not necessarily, um, per se. I mean, I I do have like a weird like gum ritual like before a game. I don't know if that's ever been public, but like I I like will chew one piece of gum like for a warm up, and then I always give my second piece of gum to whoever our physio or trainer is, and then I swap it out like come game time. But I've always played with a piece of gum in my mouth since I was probably in college. So, mm-hmm. and it's been like an ongoing thing. And like, also like, I don't know, I have this thing about like, when I go to Europe, like the gum isn't the same. So I like bring all like, my gum, like for like the whole season, like with me from the <laughs> so weird but something that i've done for a really long time <laughs> you said that's been going on since college You're like how, how did that start like what moment you were like all right hey hold this and then we're doing this you know we're doing the do the yeah. gum swap thing and how did that like kick off i have no idea i don't know where how it even got to that point i think well uh our trainer in college always had gum in her like medical bag so i think like i would start with one piece and then it would be like by you know and the first set i was like it was old so i would like swap it out and I was like, why don't I just like have one for warm up? And then like, I don't know. So it just became a thing. And I, I don't really, it was a long time ago. I have <laughs> since then. So I actually don't really remember. But yeah, it just kind of been more of a ritual thing. So 
Do you have a, a brand or like flavor that you that you go to and, and maybe even use this pitch if you don't have any gum sponsors to <laughs> no, use this yeah. platform? <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, uh, yeah, I would say like I'm a big extra uh, brand okay. or the five gum. Uh, those are kind of two yep. of my go tos. Um, and like winter mint is kind of the vibe. And sometimes I do um, obviously being from the big red state, um, big red gum. Uh, oh, so there you go. Rams, you How know, has that not happened before? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I got that sponsorship. I need to throw that out there. So <laughs> sometimes that uh, that gets thrown in the mix, but that, yeah, I wouldn't say that lasts as long. But yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> My daddy said you big red. I hate that I'm admitting this on the on your podcast. <laughs> no, this is great. This is the stuff fans want to know. We're starting <laughs> off strong. Yeah, for sure. Also, all right. Random question. What is your favorite song right now? Like it could be like a game day warm up song you always listen to or something that's stuck in your head on repeat right now. And- yeah, I'm a big country girl. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I still think the Morgan Wallen uh, last night is still up there for me. It's Love Morgan classic, Wallen. but I'm now kind of getting to the point where it's a little bit overplayed. Um, but yeah, that's kind of been, and then uh, also outskirts by Sam hunt. Uh, I think, Ooh, nice. I think it's mm-hmm. a little bit older, not really, but yeah. Also, that one's on repeat. Okay. A bit of a country fan as well. That that last Morgan Wallen album, double album, was just yeah. insane. It was but, so good. Uh, yeah, Luke Holmes is, is one of my favorites right now. Yeah, Luke Holmes is also good. Seeing him in mm-hmm. concert was unreal. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, I just saw Shania in concert. Mm-hmm. Oh, hot, a hot take here? Yeah, I'm a big Shania fan. Like, yeah. you know, she's an older artist and she's trying to come out with some new stuff. And I'm just like, you know, stick to the classics. It's <laughs> I, I actually, yeah, I have a, 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 a group of friends who went to the one in Denver, her show in Denver, and they said the exact same thing that uh, she played a lot of her new stuff and um, they were bummed about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was some that was that was okay. I just, yeah, the, the classics. I'm just like, these are so good. Why would you like choose to do anything? Why would you not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> well, Shania, if you're listening to this, um, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> oh, well, hey, I mean, you do you, but one of our top listeners, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> You give us a bad review. We're gonna get an email in the inbox talking about it. I'm just kidding. Wow, oh, yeah. it's come after us. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's get right into it. I mean, we have to we have to talk about this at the top of the show on May 4th. You posted on Instagram uh, a photo of you hugging Chiaka and Justine with the caption, excited to be back with USAV. WNT, obviously the U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, you never officially retired, but you took the last year off and uh, obviously a lot of speculation in the volleyball world about what you're going to do in the fandom. Um, but how did you come to that decision uh, of coming back to USA? Yeah, um, obviously uh, I've been uh, committed to USAML for many, many years and volleyball is still very much a passion of mine. And it was definitely not... Um, uh, I think my my life kind of took a, a quick 
you know, shift, but that also didn't lead into something that I wasn't still very much passionate about. And I think that I wanted to make sure that it was something that I really wanted to do. And um, like you said, I never really officially told Karch that I was retired or stepping away. And so that door <coughs> had remained open. And um, yeah, just kind of started with initial conversations with him, like, hey, I'm kind of thinking like this. And, you know, I just want to make sure that if I'm doing it, I'm going to be all in. And, and because I don't know, not only owe that to myself, but I owe that to you know the program and to the girls um, there as well. So I really wanted to make sure that that was something I wanted to do. And so I think come you know February March is kind of really when I um, was for sure like definitely in. Um, and then obviously like with the roster selections coming out, um, just wanted to make it more public because I was going to start getting a ton of questions. So I figured I'd better address it head on. So um, very thankful for Karch and. Um, and the girls for embracing me, having me back. And um, it's been awesome so far. Mm-hmm. Did you talk to any more people? You mentioned talking to Karsh and, you know, a few of your teammates there too. Did you talk to or consult with any maybe family members, close friends? You know, I know it's a weird process just to even, you know, talk through your thoughts as that is, but, you know, how did that go? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I have a great support system back home. And um, I think just navigating kind of what I wanted to do next. And um, is it still, you know, I obviously was playing pro and is being on the national team something that I was still passionate about. And I think I have always uh, just love representing our country. And it is something that I take immense pride in. And I think that I would probably do, I know most people stop playing with the national team and play overseas. I would almost probably do the reverse where I would much rather play for our national team and and represent that on a bigger hole than maybe sometimes go play overseas. So um, I, I think I've had that like, um, that pride since I was young, you know, being on youth and junior program. And um, I think having those conversations with my family really encouraging me to see what it could be. And um, I think with the quad being as short as it is, um, it kind of made that decision a little bit easier for sure. Um, Especially with how old I am and, um, and what I can still bring to the table for sure. Yeah, speaking of uh, playing internationally, you you also returned to Barabali in Italy and had a great season there. Did did that season kind of dictate a little bit or help you with that decision to come back with USA? Yeah, for sure. I think um, I was in Monza last, uh, not this year, but last year, like the last two and a half months of season. And I really just fell in love with the club and the city and um, just everything about the about Italy was awesome. And so going back um, and just feeling the love for the volleyball again, the love for my teammates and uh, yeah, just really being in that team environment really helped definitely make that decision much easier. Mm-hmm. You kind of touched on it there, but I mean, what was it like? I mean, from social media, like, like the reception was amazing. You touched on it here. Um, you know, what, what was it like, you know, coming back to, you know, the club and the atmosphere and that fan base? Yeah, it's great. Uh, obviously in Italy, they love volleyball. And so everywhere we travel, like usually is really good following and, um, just the people in general, they embrace you. They, you know, it, very much feels like a family, um, you know, like post-match it's like, Hey, where are you going to, you know, like people want to go have dinner and do those kind of things. So, um, I don't know. I just, I, I really love that. And, um, yeah. And then I just think even my passion of just like wanting to get after it every day, like competing every day. Like I, I thought I was in a place, um, and I, and I, I would say true to like where I was last May, I I felt ready. Um, I was ready to kind of step away. Um, But what I realized coming back is that even stepping away for a short time, like how much more capacity I have and how much more I still can give 
maybe not even just playing, but like um, advice or, you know, things that I've learned through my playing, um, my playing past. I think like being able to kind of hone in those skills has really helped me um, know that I could get more for sure. So, I mean, what was step? Well, stepping away during those, uh, you know, during that brief moment, it seemed like it helped you. But I mean, can you talk about it and elaborate how just, you know, that little bit of a break kind of helped you maybe process some things, maybe you picked up, uh, you know, some ways to, uh, let's just say, you know, just kind of organize those thoughts Yeah, uh, for sure. in that process? Yeah. So um, in that time, I was doing some coaching. So I was at UT for a little while. And then I was doing some camps. And I think um, even now I'm going to continue to do some coaching because I think it's, it's it is a passion of mine, I think. And um, I think when you are kind of trying to articulate to young athletes, like how to do a skill or how to maneuver relationships with teammates, you learn a lot about like, okay, well, if I'm saying this, but then how am I doing it and how is it being perceived by others? I think it's a different lens in which normally like as an athlete, you're not used to seeing. And so I think having that um, kind of one mental rest and physical rest too um, really helped me kind of gain a better perspective on, okay, how do I want to be? How do I want it to look? Even though I feel like I've, I, I've had to have those tools in my toolkit for a long time, just because my physicality maybe doesn't, um, outrank a ton of people. So, um, having other skills, uh, in my toolkit, um, and kind of expanding during that time really helped me, um, kind of have a better perspective coming back into the game as well. What's been the like early days so far being back in the USA gym, just being back with the team, the coaching staff. Yeah. What's the energy, especially, you know, just coming, uh, or looking ahead into the Olympic year here. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, we have a lot of people in the gym right now. I, I think we're a little over close to 30 ish. And so I think a lot of new faces and, uh, which is a good thing. And, uh, just realizing that we have a lot of talent and a lot of, also a lot of good people, a lot of good people in the gym that want to get better every day. And, uh, it's really inspiring and encouraging to be back. Um, makes me feel a little old. I'm like, who's, who's around for my generation? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, uh, it's, it's still, it's good. And, um, yeah, it's obviously the staff's great. Um, but obviously now we're in and out with BNL and, and just to see, you know, when the team's competing in Turkey, you know, our group chats blowing up when, uh, like when we win and like, I don't know, it just feels so much more of a team. And we've really tried in the last, you know, I mean, four to eight plus years really try to work on a culture that we wanted to have. And uh, I, you really see that shining through and, and people that are coming into the program and how we want to operate differently. And um, I don't know, it's just really cool to see from like quad to quad, like how much has really changed. And now, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a cool, cool lens to see through. through. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <clears throat> let's talk about the last quad, uh, kind of revisiting that final point, you know, from uh, from Tokyo, uh, you know, kind of circling back. It was 24 to 14 in that third set. Uh, you know, you guys are up 2-0, uh, you know, on the verge of winning that first Olympic, you know, gold medal for the program. Uh, there's a substitution on the Brazil side of things. And you, Faluca, Michelle, Annie, Jordan, and Justin all huddle up. It looked like you were, uh, you know, talking to the group, talking to some things. Do you remember, you know, what you specifically said uh you know in that moment 
Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm getting chills thinking about, it. I don't remember <laughs> at that moment, like what we talked about. I think we just all knew that we needed to side out. And, you know, I think it's tough because I remember my first quad and we're in the finals in London against Brazil. And, you know, even in the first set, you know, it kind of got a little tight there in Tokyo. And I was like, guys, this is Brazil. You know, they, you just can never count them out. They're obviously very talented. Um, and you know, the momentum can switch at any point. And so like, I know we were up by a lot, but still it was like, guys, we have the opportunity to sell the deal now. Like we got to take it. And so, um, I, you could just tell in everyone's eyes that they, they were ready and like we were preparing for this moment. And like the thought that it was like actually there is still, still so surreal some days. It's like, how did that even happen? So, yeah. I'm sure it's just like a blur and it was a flurry tornado of emotions. But yeah, like after you put that last point down, you fell to the ground and just, you know, great emotion. Do you remember what you felt in that moment or were thinking in that moment? You know, uh, not really. Just um, I think a culmination of things, I think we had put so much time in during COVID like on zoom and creating a culture. And like, it still blows my mind that we were able to, to do that and to really buy into something that we, at the time we thought we were doing the right thing, but you, you just never know. And, um, a lot of hard conversations that led to so much depth and understanding and clarity that when we got back in the gym, it was like, we already felt like we had been, even though we hadn't been playing volleyball for almost a year and a half, it felt like we had been because we've had so many conversations. So I, I just like at the moment I was like, it worked, it worked. Like this has <laughs> all been, you know, like so worth it. And I think when you, when you feel like you've, done the right thing and and put in the work, right. Like that validation at the end, it's not, it is about the gold medal, right? Like to some degree, but like, it's more about the journey and how you got there and, and how you felt like you did it right. Um, and so, um, it's, it's really, it's really amazing. Even just when you think about role clarity and how we knew what we all had to do and, um, the two injuries we had, I mean, there's just so many things that you could compile that, if we would, didn't have a great culture and, and team unit to really attack it, I don't think we would have walked away with the gold medal. How did, um, how did standing on top of the, the podium feel? You know, you, you talk about everyone's role on the team and how it all came together. Um, you know, was it everything you ever dreamed of? Was it total opposite? Um, how, how was that for yourself? And how was that, you know, how was sharing that moment with your team? Yeah, it's it's something so surreal and uh, really hard to put into words. But I, I think about like all all the women that like paved the way. Right. You know, I think about how many years and Olympics that we've been trying and how how long it's taken almost. And um like thankful for the trial and error that had to occur like before us. Um, even while I was in the program, it's really hard. It's really hard to stand atop of the podium. And, and to do that is something that, uh, you know, we'll never forget, obviously. And um, we'll go down in history. Like that's also what's crazy is like the first time ever, like it's still, you know, we're, we're going to remember that time. And, and even now, like we, you know, we talk about it and girls that we see, it's just like, you're always going to have that together. And to know that you, you did that is, is really special. Yeah. You mentioned the, the journey and, and not just the journey uh, of your team specifically in that moment, but you know, like you mentioned, everyone who paved the way before, and it was really cool. I was in, um, 
I was in um, Shreveport when you had when you had the celebration dinner and got a little bit of a glimpse of of what what that team, how special that team is and um, just the family atmosphere around that team. And um, your speech sticks out in my memory. Kim Hill's speech, Karcha's speech, but and and Danielle Scott was in attendance uh, there too, just to kind of see that legacy. What is it? Just what does it mean to you personally, to to the team as you guys kind of talk about it more? How what does it mean to to be that special team, the one that did it? Yeah. Um, gosh, it's a hard question. I think that um, I think it's a sign that like literally anything is possible. I think we we had talent for sure. Um, like obviously, without talent, we couldn't have done it. But you know, there's a ton of great teams in this world and, you know, that maybe have players that can take over a match. And and we knew that we were going to have to out team people. And uh, I think really embracing that. And it's just, it's a sign that at least for me, my biggest lesson in my career is that yes, I am physical. I have physical attributes, but I've had to learn how to rely on other teammates to to be successful and you don't always have to have the most talent to win. Um, if you can figure out, um, I had one coach overseas. He was like, every, every game you play, it's like picking a lock. You just got to figure out how to like, you know, pick it. And so, I mean, it's, that seems like so obvious, but like it really is. Um, I think if you can figure out how to work with all six of you, like any, anything is possible. And if there's role clarity and there's buying into something bigger than yourself, um, the sum of the parts, like really like believing that wholeheartedly and like leaving your ego at the door, like it is, anything is really possible. And um, I think this team is like the epitome of that. That's what it was. And um, we were on a mission and we knew exactly what we needed to do and and to be the first team to ever do it. Um, I think to have that example and something that you can always look to is, is awesome. But I think even moving forward, you know, now and being back, it's like, all right, that team is never going to be the same, right? There's miss, there's people that are missing and, you know, it's never going to look like that. But how how can we still embrace the best version of ourselves individually and bring our best selves to the table and try to find how we all work best together and find our own identity because it's going to look much different than it did. Um, and it's going to be probably twice as hard because people are going to come at us even harder than they probably did originally. So um, I know it's a new challenge and uh, it's fun conversations to be had as well. What are, what are some of those lessons that you're maybe personally or as a team carrying over, uh, you know, goal-wise into the season? Yeah. Um, obviously, I was gone last year, um, but I tried to follow and I've been trying to catch up kind of on the lessons that they've learned. And um, I think that uh, just trying to, again, really embrace like how can I be the best version of myself? And then therefore, how can I be bring that to the team? And um, I think understanding teammateship, what is what does being a good teammate look like? How can I show up every day? If I'm not getting what I want in the end, am I still going to show up for my team? You know, like I said, we have a ton of athletes in the gym right now. Not everybody's going to get what they want. Um, and that's unfortunately the life and sport we live. And um, can I still push the person next to me to be the best they can for the bigger picture of the team? And I think it's that selflessness and, um, 
ability to work for the whole um, that I hope that we can continue to push that. And um, it's hard. It's hard because we all at some point, right, there's some selfish like goal internally, like I want to be the best and I want to do all these things. And of course, you always have to have that and strive that personally. But um, it's how can you still do that incongruent with trying to help those around you? Is there, um, you know, just looking back at your experience overall in Tokyo, is there like a favorite memory, a funny moment that that will stick with you uh, from, from that experience? Goodness. Go beyond or off the court too. Yeah. I know it was a very unique Olympic games uh, uh, comparably, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think nothing like I, I think, I mean, it was a beautiful, like where we stayed was absolutely beautiful, like right on the water. I don't know. And I just think the Olympic Games is so special just being around other athletes. And obviously, like with COVID, we couldn't be that close to them. And but just the the feeling that you get being in the Olympic Training Center. And um, I don't know, it, it's such a a monumental like point in people's lives. You know, they worked so hard to get to that, to that and just really embracing that time uh, is really special. Um, I do remember like where we get like our drop zone, like, and where we're staying is like pretty far. And like one yeah. day it was just like absolutely downpouring. <laughs> like we're all <laughs> trying to like, and then they have these like in the, uh, uh, in the village, they had like these motorized, um, like they were electric, but, uh like buses but like they they weren't very fast and like you just didn't know and so like do we wait for that but then we were just all like just drenched and it was kind of hot and yeah but um no all in all it was just a great a great olympic games and great memories and um very very thankful and obviously japan does a great job hosting all events so yeah i remember the uh the usa training facility was so far away from from the village uh, and even where I was staying to uh, in the main media center. But um, yeah, the bus system did, was, was pretty good, which, which was helpful. Yeah. And I, every, I just remember like everyone being so help helpful, like, and, and nice there in, in Japan. So yeah, I agree. Like uh, a great job hosting uh, everybody there. For sure. So, I mean, just, asking is Paris on your mind like you know you're planning to make a run you know for that 2024 roster yeah 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 definitely I mean I think that's obviously the ultimate goal but I I also think that uh I just want to help in any way I can you know and um uh obviously like I'm kind of dealing with just like a little bit of a injury in my knee nothing like major but um just trying to make sure that I'm I'm healthy and, and put together um because I know that that therefore can help other people. So, um, obviously that's ultimately the goal. Um, but I, yeah, just in any capacity that I can help. Yeah. Um, uh, minor injury aside, um, do you, where do you feel your, your game is right now compared to previous seasons, you know, coming into to the Olympic year? Yeah. You know, I, I feel really good. I, which is, I, it's kind of a shock to me sometimes. I think like where I was in Tokyo, like I feel like was my best volleyball and, um, I feel like I was in really great shape. And then I went on to play, you know, a couple pro leagues and, and, but I've had enough time off that I feel like I've been able to build quite a bit of muscle off the court and, um, really stayed in, in pretty good shape. And so I feel, yeah, I feel really good. And, um, I think I'm, 
I, I'm seeing the game still very to high at very high level, um, which I I'm very thankful for. And and the again the passion is still there. I think sometimes when you're when you're on the grind and it's hard for people to understand, like you know we don't really have that much time off, like especially if we're playing a full season. So it's eight months overseas. You get like a week off and you're rolling right on the national team. So the mental grind of it is is really challenging. And so um, I feel like because I've had these pockets that my mind is able to kind of take a little bit of a break and then really kind of ramp back up and get kind of in the zone again. So it's, um, I've, that's really helped me kind of stay focused and and stay on it and really be confident kind of where I'm at. Love to hear that. That's awesome. I know. (laughs) Man. Hear that? We need a break, Steven. Time to go on yeah. vacation, take some time off. I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Let's, uh, Can I just let's... get two months off? It's okay. <laughs> then email, start piling. That's another conversation. <laughs> another episode there. Um, but let's talk a little bit, a little bit about a uh, VNL. So yeah. you know the the women are went undefeated four zero. Some some really close, uh, you know, five setters, but all victories included. So you know, you know, applause there. What are, what are some of your thoughts? Your overall thoughts and you know comments on the first round yeah it was great uh obviously fun to watch and uh really just stoked by how well we competed like you said like there was some excuse me really um big challenges that uh some some of the teams like turkey brought uh, most of their their main team and um to see us competing so hard i think that's um that's so awesome to see and some girls like didn't have much, you know, playing experience at, at the national team level. So to see them embrace that, uh, was really cool. So, cause it can be intimidating. It's, you know, it's a whole nother ball game. Um, and just to see them step up was, was really awesome. You mentioned, uh, you know, a lot of the new blood that's on the the roster right now, and um, some with no national team experience, some with no BNL experience, even uh, international experience. So, yeah, any thoughts on how how they performed in this first week? The 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 new young talent. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I they they did so well, and um, I I think that it again it shows like what we're trying to preach also as a culture, you know, I think they're very much able to be themselves and that there's no judgment and we're here to help. And how can we kind of bridge that gap of them coming in? Like how, how do we make it seamless and to feel like that you are going to fail, right? We all are every day. We fail every day in the gym, but how can you fail and then come back um, and know that we're all in it together and that nobody's feeling alone. Um, and so I think seeing that like on the court is, is really cool to see. So, um, and the, the fact that they really haven't been training that long together too, like that's also something to be said and gross, you know, the roster's changing, people are changing. Like it's, it's a hard environment to be successful. in. so um, it's, it's cool to see that them embrace that. What are some things you do to, to help mentally prepare the team for, uh, you know, something like VNL or any kind of international competition where, you know, you maybe do not, you don't have, you know, the experience yet, or, you know, there's so many, you know, varying levels of it. How do, what do you do to kind of bring everybody together mentally? Yeah, for sure. No, that's a great question. Um, I don't know if I necessarily do much. I mean, I just try for me personally, like just try to preach, uh, during practice, you know, like I think a lot of times, like if like we practice at a pretty high level every day and we get after it every day. And I think it's really important to train almost harder than matches are going to be, because once you get into a match, you know, you, I would say, you know what to expect, but like, then when you get to a match, it's 
quote unquote easier, you know, even if that's not even the case. But um, I think we got to get after it every single day and bring our best every single day. And if you can't look at yourself every day to say that I've done my best today, then you need to reevaluate how you're approaching practice because that there, when you, if you practice how you play, then you're going to oftentimes show up how you play, sir, like show up the same as how you play. So um, I think that's something that I've just really tried to um, talk about is if we're not getting after it, like just holding the standard and practice, like, Hey guys, like this is unacceptable and we got to do better and bring better tomorrow or, you know, maybe we finish later because we're not, we're not performing at the highest standard of practice. You mentioned earlier when you were kind of coming to the decision of coming back or not, you, you felt like you had a lot more in the tank um, physically, but also just more to give to the program itself and advice and mentoring. But have you had a chance to, to meet some of the new players, you know, maybe even specifically the outsides and and get to talk to them a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not like, uh, in the, I'm kind of rehabbing on the outside. So just trying to really yeah, have those conversations, um, see how they're doing. Um, I think they were all excited to be back uh, today and just kind of talking about their experience in BNL uh, week one. Um, so yeah, just trying to give where I can and uh, obviously just trying to show face in practice, even though I'm not physically, you know, in practice. So um, just making sure, letting them know I'm there and, and here to talk if they ever need anything. Um, and, but also too, I got to get myself right. So then therefore I can add a little bit more value uh, when the time comes. How, how excited are you to have, you know, the finals on U.S. soil in Arlington, Texas? Like that's got to be a really good feeling, right? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And I've had so many people reach out, like I'm coming to Texas and like, so it's, it's really cool. And um, yeah, we're excited to be home and uh, this travel schedule is not easy, you know, and uh, kind of switching time zones and being all over the place. So uh, to be kind of, you know, two hours ahead is, is not a bad gig. (laughs) (laughs) Not bad at all. Yeah. (laughs) I imagine there's a big red caravan coming down from Nebraska. That's awesome. Yeah, I see. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it seems like such an obvious question, you know, for for us as employees, as you as an athlete with USA Volleyball. But in Texas is a very big volleyball state. But yeah. why should the fans want to come out? Why should volleyball athletes, junior athletes, you know, want to come out and watch this uh, this tournament? Yeah, no, I obviously coming out to watch VNL um, in Arlington would be uh, would be awesome. And obviously seeing volleyball at the highest level is never disappoints. Right. Um, but also, I think. I just think in general, the last couple of years, there's, there's been a massive push for women's indoor volleyball, professional volleyball in the United States. And I think this can give you a preview of what professional volleyball can look like um, in the United States as well. So uh, obviously, I also think it's a fun, fun environment to be a part of, you know, um, some of my... Um, my friends came over to visit in Italy and they had never been to a pro pro game overseas even. And they just were like, this is so, so different than what they ever had have ever experienced. So I think it can offer something like that, just a very different experience and seeing how the rest of the world plays volleyball as well, because it is different um, than what we do. And um, yeah, but just really cool, cool experience for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's pack the house in Arlington. Let's go. <laughs> and not just, I mean, obviously, you know, USA will be there, but 
some of the best teams in the world will be there. Some of the, like the best athletes in the world will be there. So, and this doesn't happen, um, let alone a final round of a, of an international tournament of this magnitude too. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be there. Yeah. Let's go. (laughs) I'll I'll be there in spirit. So (laughs) (laughs) I'll get you in my carry on plans. We're good. Gotta be a big carry on. But, uh, yeah, on another note, I mean, you, you talked about, you know, pro volleyball here in the United States and, you know, what a time to be talking about the, the topic. But, I mean, you played in Athletes Unlimited. Now there's League One Volleyball and Pro Volleyball Federation, all that gearing up to, you see, you know, bring pro volleyball opportunities to the United States and, you know, looking at the growth and development of, of the sport and the future, you know, of that as well. Uh, what are some of your thoughts on these new pro leagues, you know, coming to the United States. Yeah, it's, it's awesome again. And I think it's just, I'm stoked for the younger generations because now they get more opportunities than we ever did. And um, don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm so, so thankful that I've got to see the world and I got to experience other cultures and really, really appreciate what we have in the United States. We are, we are so, so blessed. Um, But I think also now it's giving opportunities even for girls overseas to come here and experience what we have. And um, I don't know, I'm just really, really excited for our youth to have opportunities to play, to stay home um, and to be closer to their family and friends and have their life here as well. You know, sometimes when you're moving overseas, you're uprooting your life all, you know, for a short period of time and starting over and then coming back and then starting over again. So um, I'm just, I'm really, really excited for them. What's some advice or maybe some point of like suggestions that you may have to, uh, you know, an athlete or a few athletes that are, you know, considering which, you know, route to take, whether that 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 may be League One or Athletes Unlimited or, you know, pro volleyball. I know it's a a unique experience, but how does somebody, you know, or what might somebody may want to consider when weighing all those options? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think everybody's different, you know, and I, I, I'm not, I obviously work with Athletes Unlimited, so I know probably a little bit more about them. Um, League One and uh, Pro Volleyball Federation, I don't know as much about. Um, But I think everybody has to, you know, decide on their priorities. Maybe it's money, maybe it's location, maybe it's owner of the team. Um, I think they have to rank them those priorities for themselves and make the best decision for themselves. Um, obviously I think athletes Unlimited is a little bit different in that it's in one location where, you know, league one and pro volleyball federation seem to be traveling more, I think, um, and having teams in different States and things like that. So, um, I think it's just kind of navigating what is best for the individual and, and what they want. Um, I'm trying to navigate that conversation myself. Like, what do I, what do I want to do, um, kind of in this next year as well? Um, where do I want to be? Um, and yeah, just trying to make the best educated decision I can. Um, and, and again, I, I think just helping finding ways that I can help, but also not spread myself too thin as well. So, um, yeah, but I, I'm I'm really excited that there's options. <laughs> you know, before there weren't any options, so we mm-hmm. have. <laughs> yeah, a lot of options. Definitely excited for for some of those options coming to the United States too. Uh, at the pro level, it's uh, awesome. You mentioned um, just being incredibly lucky to play overseas and and get to experience other cultures. Do you have a favorite? a place you played, or maybe a city that you got to live in? You know, I I feel. All of them have been great. I know that's probably not the answer you want to <laughs> listen to, but I 
I feel every time that I've gone to play overseas, even, you know, Russia, I was in Turkey, Shanghai, um, and Italy, like I, I take so much ownership wherever I'm at and I really try to buy into what they want and their vision. And, um, I just really try to embrace that side of it. And so I, I've really been so lucky that I've had great experience everywhere. Um, and I would say that like, um, all cities have been cool. I mean, I would say Shanghai is probably up there as one of my top favorites. Um, just really, really cool. Um, but Istanbul is also great. And even Milan was fantastic. So again, I think very much the location and the timing and everything. So I, I wouldn't say I have a favorite, but just very blessed. So I love that. Yeah. We, uh, go ahead, Clarence. I was saying that was just a great answer. You know, we, yeah. we, just, we just show everybody some love and appreciate it. I know. That. I know. It was great. I can't pick one. Yeah. <laughs> Like keeping your options open for maybe a call to, to go back to one of those. You never seems. know. You never want to close the door. I mean, clearly, even with true, I'm like, I just, I never, I think deep down, maybe there is something I always felt. I was like, ah, I just don't want to close the door yet. So mm-hmm. you just never know. Never know what life throws at yet. So, yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm excited as not only an employee, but a uh, fan uh, of volleyball you. to have you back. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch you play. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. We, uh, when we, we had you back on episode one and it was kind of, uh, we were kind of gearing up for Tokyo. So it was all focused on Tokyo. We never really got to hear about your background and volleyball and your journey to where you are now. Could you talk a little bit about, you know, how you were introduced to volleyball? Yeah, for sure. So, um, let's see, goodness. I, I came from a very small town where, uh, a population is like, 850, very, very small. So where I came from, you've got to play a lot of sports. So I, I was lucky that my parents really threw me into everything. I started with soccer, which learned quickly that was not going to be my, <laughs> my thing. Uh, and then I did gymnastics, which also learned very quickly that I was like, got too tall very quickly. Um, I played basketball and then I really, really fell in love with volleyball. Um, and I started playing club kind of at the age of 12. Um, and so started traveling quite a bit with that and really dedicating a ton of time. Um, but I played high school basketball, um, all the way through, um, and was actually in the band, you know, did all the things. So, um, I'm very grateful that I have a wide variety of experience, but really fell in love at the age of 12 and kind of just was on the grind since then. So, Two questions. One, yeah. was there ever a point where you, after you kind of solidified it, was there ever a point where you were like considering maybe, you know, basketball over volleyball or one over the other? I mean, you seem like you were pretty set on volleyball from, from your job, but you know, yeah. since you play basketball, or band, band yeah. over volleyball. Band, band is coming up too. Don't worry about that. Man, man, I was like, yeah, I, mean, I was in the marching band too, like all the way through my sophomore year high school. I was yeah. like, Tom, you know, I appreciate that you're trying to push me in this, but I don't think this is going to be me, you know? What instrument did you play? Um, well, I started with the trumpet and then I got braces and then I had to get a, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, it's too small. So I went to a baritone, but I, I probably couldn't even play a tune right now. It was so embarrassing. I used to play baritone. And then I don't know, but, um, uh, no, my dad actually was my, my basketball coach in junior high. And I think that if it was, he wouldn't probably admit this, but if it was up to him, I think he would have preferred me to play basketball. But, um, the physicality and the running, I was like, I can't, can't do this it's too much. So, um, and I, yeah, I don't know. There was just something about volleyball that caught my eye and um, really, really enjoyed it. So. Well, it's worked out pretty well, dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. exactly. No, not like, he probably wouldn't say that. But no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
That's so funny. That's awesome. I love, I love hearing, um, just these like little facts that, that you've never, I've never heard about you before is, you yeah. know, marching band, uh, all the sports you played, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I played the piano because my mom played the piano in, ch- in church. So we always, we had a, uh, uh, grand piano at home. So also took lessons in that. And yeah, not, not my thing. <laughs> no, not it. No. Because <laughs> like, you have long fingers. So, you know, you can do more. And I was like, mm. yeah, I can also set a volleyball. As well. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stay on the volleyball court, mom. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, it worked out well. And I, again, I very much appreciate my parents. You know, they threw in everything just to kind of figure out what my passion was. And um very thankful that I was able to do all that. So. What uh, club did you play for growing up? And did you, do you have any like favorite or fond memories that you like to look back on from those days? Yeah, for sure. So, um, so I played for premier uh, volleyball club out of Omaha for two years, then went to Nebraska elite for two years and then Nebraska juniors for three. Um, and I would say, um, I remember my very first tryout when I was 12, I was so scared. Um, and like, yeah, just the nerves, like, am I going to make it? And then I have making like the 12 lunch team and like, just, but I was a setter because I was the tallest one on the team, you know, it was so fun. And actually, um, that very first team, uh, I actually played with the girl then on my 18s team that we played together when we were 12 as well. Um, and then our entire 18s team, uh, at the time went division one, which I don't, I'm, oh, I, think wow. now, I think now that's probably more common, but like our, I mean, at that time it was pretty not unheard of, but I mean, yeah, everybody went division one, which was and we finished fifth at nationals, which back then there was, you know, not all these other tournaments that you could do. There was mm-hmm. one like open one nationals and we finished fifth. And um, yeah, it was a really big deal, especially coming from Nebraska, really. So just imagine just the other team just showing up to all these D1 commits. I'd be I'd be, <laughs> I'd be so pissed off and motivated. So I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it was, so we, we had a great team. Yeah, it was awesome. What was your favorite year of, you know, your whole club volleyball experience? What was that one standout year that was just, you know, full of memory? I know it all, it's, it's all full of memory. That's all, yeah. it's all standout. But what was that one distinct year that I need yeah, to think about right now? I would probably say 18s for 18s. sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was really, yeah. Having all those, those girls playing at a really, really high level was, was awesome. Being at nationals last year, uh, did did all those memories flow back? And did you have any conversations with some of the girls that you met? Uh, For sure, yeah. Other, other? It's yeah. When you're not in the club scene for so long, and you come back, and you realize also how loud it is in there. I'm like, oh my oh. gosh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> how are we not deaf at this point? You know, and uh, it's um, yeah, it's just really, it's really cool just to see so many people playing the sport that I love so much and, um, and giving so many opportunities for girls to get out there and play. Um, it's really cool to see. So yeah, it's, it brought it back a ton of memories. And like, I just remember my, I wouldn't say my parents were cheap because they weren't, but they were just always trying to save money. And, you know, every time at those tournaments, it's just like so expensive everywhere. You know, it's like for a pop, it's like, five dollars and you know i remember my mom packing like the cooler and here's the homemade sandwich i'm like mom but there's nachos over here like why would i want your you know no but she was you know just trying to you know have me eat healthy and do all those kind of things but she's inefficient exactly exactly you know so no it, it brought back a ton of memories and again very thankful for without that i you know definitely would not be where i'm at today so 
That made me think of uh, I, I met a club. Actually, I did a video about favorite tournament snacks uh, at nationals last year. And I met a club who they had a, they called it their tackle box. And it was literally like a fishing tackle box. You know, they have all the dividers in it and they had different yeah, yeah, snacks yeah. in each divider. I was like, that's brilliant. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's so sure. smart. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I was actually talking to... Um, I have a couple of Turkish teammates uh, here that are one's on vacation and one's now living here permanently. And uh, she's coaching club and um, they obviously going to their first club event. They're like so many courts, like, what is this? You know, like they're shocked by how many people are playing and, and also, but for them, you know, they're used to training. I think she said she started when she was eight and they were practicing like doing double days at that time. And they're like, you guys only practice like a couple times a week. Like what? Like, you know, they're, they're, it's just such a different thing, but I love like learning about their experience and like what's going on and how we're so different. And I don't know how, how we operate versus overseas. It's, it's really so, so unique. And, um, but really the opportunities that we are giving our athletes to play is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. That's so cool to hear from, from her, her, uh, her perspective, and, uh, exactly, but exactly. just like, I, I never really thought about that, but that makes so much sense. Like it's probably so much different from, so much from different. what she grew like, up with practicing yeah. twice a week. And even for us, it's like that twice a week is a lot. Twice a week is like hours. a lot to a lot of players. It's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for them, it's like, uh, we're double days, like from age eight until, you know, pro, but they have, you know, a different system than, than we do obviously. Right. And so, yeah, it's, but it's unique, like hearing from them and, and their experience. So. Even like the, yeah, like the layout and the scope of tournaments uh, is probably way different. Uh, I have exactly. no idea what it was like for for their junior tournaments, but I mean, ours are massive. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> which is, exactly. Which is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. She said she walked into her first tournament and she's like a hundred courts. What? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's uh, I hate to speak on her behalf, but yeah, just hearing for her, her experience is really cool. That's fun. Yeah. Yes, I still get traumatized from Sunshine Classic last year when we had 165 courts over one wow. weekend. That's just a qualifier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a qualifier, not even national. <laughs> so crazy, so crazy. Oh god, and the rain delay. Sorry, I'm just traumatized and bringing back straight up the path. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> great well, times. Yeah. Jordan, thank you so much for for taking the time to talk with us. It's been yeah. great to to catch up. And um, if, if, I don't know if you remember, but in Tokyo, it was like coming down to the wire of of your travel day, and, and we couldn't get you on the podcast then, or I couldn't get you on the podcast then. Um, and you said that you would uh, do a rain check, and so we finally got you back. So there you go. There you go. I do want so one of those. Minute. I do want one of those shirts, though. Is that? Oh yeah, you're gonna get yeah. one. Yeah. What, co- what, what color do you want? Ooh. Color size, color size. I like the white. I think I like the white. Yeah. What size do you want? Oh, I don't know. Probably a medium. Are they like just? Yeah, you're unisex. Unisex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, medium would be great. Yeah. Thank you. We also have. Awesome. I don't have it on my desk, but we have mugs too that you'll be getting. Okay. I don't, I don't have this right. well. <laughs> oh, I gotta. I gotta promote the podcast. So we gotta love that. Thank some. you so much. Of course. Of course. <laughs> well, anything uh, else you'd like to talk about or share before we let you go? And then, yeah. Also, where can people follow you on social media? Follow your journey. Yeah. No. Uh, obviously, thanks for your time, guys. It's a pleasure to be on. Um, Twitter is Jordan Larson 10. Uh, Instagram is still gub 1007. I'm the meeting to change that. And uh, I'm still, I'm still on Facebook. People still do Facebook. I don't know. I feel like that's yeah. a generation yeah. thing, but I'm still on Facebook for Larson. So yeah. 
You're yeah. change, you want to change Gov? Yeah, what's that? I hear that? that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I almost got away. Another hot I, you know, the reason why I changed it was like based off sarcasm. I was like, I'm just going to do this just because Polika keeps calling me that. And now I can't change it back. It's like contact Instagram. And I'm like, I, what, what do you mean contact Instagram? <laughs> so yeah, it's fine. Well, <laughs> Embrace if it. If you, if you do need help, I mean, I love that, that handle. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you changing it, but if you do need help, I can. I can help you with that if you'd like okay, to. Okay, perfect, perfect. I appreciate that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you All again. Guys. And uh, no we look forward to uh, talking to you again soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jordan. I think it's pretty funny how she immediately was like, immediately no to soccer. But, you know, <laughs> after yep. that, you know, basketball and the marching band, surprisingly, which is pretty cool. That was funny. I actually played the same yeah. instrument. I, I played the baritone as well when I, okay. when, I was, when I was in my band days. But I mean, like, wow, like such talent, you know, marching band, volleyball. But it always seemed like volleyball was the one that, I mean, from the conversation, you know, we got to look at some, you think there's some basketball highlights out there somewhere? So we can highlight those. That'd Ooh, be some. That'd be some Marston basketball highlight reel on the uh, deep in the YouTube uh, <laughs> somewhere. See. Yeah, let's see. We'll do some digging. We can probably find it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure she was a baller though. Uh, oh yeah, uh, on the basketball court. Yeah, awesome to hear about uh, the marching band background too. I love hearing, you know, from our athletes. You know, those unique backstories you know some something that a lot of fans probably don't know about her and um in my one required year of of band i played trumpet as well (laughs) one required year uh but that was awesome and we have to get her a gum sponsorship what is going on i know right come on big red it's right there it's right there it's right there in your head don't fumble this bag big red do not fumble the bag we don't do that but that's a that's a crazy ritual, yeah, yeah. That was funny to hear, hear about that too. Just like the subtle like rituals and you know superstitions or whatever you want to call them that that some uh, that our athletes have and or the uh, gum wall in Seattle. Who knows? You know, this might there, be you right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> she'll have a if we ever have matches in in seattle she'll have a, a lot to contribute to that wall <laughs> have a whole little section of ill there we go Never mind. <laughs> all right yeah on to no <laughs> uh really at the top we i just loved kind of talking to her and kind of dissecting you know her decision you know hearing about how that came to fruition uh, to come back to the U.S. Women's National Team and mm-hmm. just taking 2022 off. Uh, she did a little bit of coaching, but a lot of time just, you know, to herself and, and to her thoughts and reflecting on her career and how she was health wise and uh, just felt like she had a lot left in the tank to, you know, not only physically uh, as an athlete, a, a player on the team, but just kind of. Being being that veteran on the team, a lot more to give to that program, uh, advice and, and mentoring some of the younger athletes coming up. And, um, you know, obviously, and she also talked about her season in Italy just being a big yeah. factor, too. And she played very well in Italy uh, with with that club, Baravali, and um, felt good uh, where she was at and, you know, talked to Karch, talked to some teammates and. Before we knew it, she was announcing on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. I know. Uh, it's a perfect day. Perfect day for an announcement. Perfect day, especially the way normally, you know, we 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 have some Star Wars content 
thought up and it kind of snuck up on us and I, uh, I had nothing prepared. So she made that announcement. I was like, Oh, this is the perfect excuse. I gotta, I gotta make a little graphic for this. <laughs> Didn't have any Star Wars day stuff. Sorry. Yeah. Big, big thing happened. <laughs> I love how you just outed yourself and you just kind of ran with it, you know, <laughs> luckily Lara doesn't listen to these episodes. Oh, uh, Lara was a part of that too. It's all right. <laughs> Sorry, Laura. <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. But I mean, kind of, kind of getting back to this too. I mean, even just talking about and reflecting on winning gold in Tokyo. As soon as we brought it up, she was like, "I have chills." Like, you know, this is something that, yeah, still is you know either still processing or still just better than words can ever explain. And you know, she did an outstanding job explaining and talking us through all of those emotions. But I mean. An experience like that, you can't put in many words. Yeah, I think I think something like that of that magnitude, yeah, will take years to to process probably. And especially as you talk to teammates, talk to friends, talk to family, get all sorts of different perspectives on on that moment. Uh yeah, I don't I don't think that's that I mean, obviously something she'll never forget, but I feel like the volleyball world will never forget that moment. And uh We'll never stop talking about it. We never will. <laughs> yeah. Especially I mean, as we kind of head into the Olympic year, Olympic Paralympic year. And I mean, you have the honor of, you know, being on the ground in Tokyo there. And I'm always going to remember just like watching in my room, everything happened. And like just that replay over and over and again. And I don't have a good memory, but I have Larson I have very, yes, literally that. And I like that is just something that's clear cut, concise. And I'm always going to remember that. Such a great time. So cool. Yeah. Um, of course, would have loved to just see that arena packed with fans, um, which we're going to get in Paris. Uh, so um, that'll be a lot of fun to just to to have that environment back, that Olympic environment back. Um, yeah. And I think it's just going to make just that experience for the athletes, for the family who are there, just that much better. Um, but... We hit we hit stop on the recording, <laughs> and Jordan dropped a Jordan dropped a bomb on us. Uh, oh, I at thought the end there. Well, man, I thought you were talking about this. Like, we stop. Oh no 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 no. Sorry. Yeah yeah. yeah. In the interview, in the interview okay, after our conversation with Jordan, we we hit stop on the recording, and she dropped a little bomb on us. Sports Center ticker going by. No. Yeah. And, and by the time you're listening to this, it'll already have been announced. But Jordan Larson is joining the Nebraska volleyball coaching staff for the 2023-2024 season. Uh, I believe it'll be following the Olympic qualifier. Uh, she'll join the team. So probably about halfway through this through, through their season. But uh, somebody check on the Nebraska fan base. The Someone check on Lincoln, Nebraska, because they're probably just going wild right now. Internet's oh, probably out. <laughs> Internet's probably out there. Someone, Somebody's flipping cars over in the city. I don't know. You know, <laughs> but that's super, super exciting. I, I can't wait to see Jordan on the on the sideline at Nebraska, her alma mater, of course, uh, which they also just um, inducted her into the Hall of Fame there, too. Mm-hmm. So just a lot, uh, a lot happening there. Just a lot of fun ties that we can that we can make with that with that announcement. But. Uh, congratulations, of course, to Jordan uh, and the Nebraska volleyball team, too. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a lot just, of fun. It is. It is. And I can't wait to stay tuned and watch and follow along, uh, you know, throughout the season. But 
Again, Jordan, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to chat with us again. You know, it's always a pleasure to have you from the episode one to episode 67. We're rolling and, you know, we'll be sure to mail you that shirt and that mug uh, as soon as we can, for sure. But uh, it's always a pleasure. Oh, look, there you go. Look, Steven's got the got the mug now, too. So hopefully the YouTube version when we, you know, put this all together, you see it that but also you're going to get one. But again, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. We hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. And uh, remember, remember, you all um, guests, you guys can follow Jordan and the U.S. Women's National Team uh, through July as they compete in the Volleyball Nations League. All matches are streamed on VolleyballWorld.tv and also TBD on where to follow Jordan on social media because uh, also hot take <laughs> she might yes. change the name. <laughs> yes. Uh, might have to talk to her about that but I know. Uh, of course mm-hmm. it's, it's not my decision. It's not about me but the way, uh, the way you said, so iconic. The way Gov you is so said, iconic. You might have to talk to her about that. Made it seem like it was your decision. Ah, hold on. <laughs> not, <laughs> not my decision at all. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that right now. But Gov is just so iconic. But uh, of course, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see now. Mm-hmm. But I think with that being said, I think we're on to upcoming events. Up the vine with Steve to tell you're like, what? How, how did I intro this before? <laughs> no, I was trying to like prolong it. I almost oh, okay, okay, okay. No, I don't know why. I'm just a busy week. I'm stuttering all the time. Don't know why I'm stuttering. So, you know, there's a lot going along the words, you know. Yeah, yeah you got to prolong it for your brain to catch up. I, I got gotcha. you. Something gotcha. like that. Something <laughs> like that. Well, on to upcoming events. We have the USA Volleyball Girls 11th through 13th Junior National Championship, June 14th through the 17th in Curtis Ward Producers' hometown, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And Ooh. Curtis and Clarence will be there on the ground. So uh, excited to see Everything you guys do there. Excited to see all the social media, all the video. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we got a lot of beach tour events coming up, too. Remember, we have just time out. Remember when like our upcoming, you know, indoor events were just like a whole weekend long worth of events. And mm-hmm. now just one. And then after that, it's going to be another one. I know then, we're starting to see all the indoor qualifiers kind of trickle off a little bit. And then these beach tour events are starting to stack up, though. Yep. Mm-hmm. No. And speaking of beach tour events, we got a lot. A full Good slate. Luck. Good luck pronouncing these <laughs> for the next couple of weeks. We have the Carolina Region Grand Slam National Qualifier June 17th through the 18th in Apex, North Carolina. The Iowa Region Regional Qualifier June 17th in Des Moines, Iowa. The Florida Region SSOVA St. Pete Beach Regional Qualifier June 18th in St. Pete Beach, Florida. That why is that so hard to say? St. St. Pete Beach. Beach. I don't know. It's just, it's just, I don't know. Moving on to Western Empire region. We have the regional qualifier June 18th in Rochester, New York. The North Country region national qualifier June 23rd through the 24th in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The Rocky Mountain region national qualifier June 23rd through the 24th in Aurora, Colorado. The Southern Region East Coast Championships Regional Qualifier June 24th through the 25th in Cartersville, Georgia. And the Heart of America Region Kansas City Regional Qualifier June 25th in Shawnee, Kansas. Good luck to everyone competing in those events. Shout out to all the USAB regions for setting up and hosting those events. More details can be found on all upcoming events at usavolleyball.org. Break for 
Take a minute pause. Go ahead and practice that St. Pete Beach, Florida. <laughs> Say that five times fast. St. Pete Beach, Florida. I don't know what it is. It's just... It's not hard to say. It's just, I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know what it is, but it it's, uh, seems like a great place to be. <laughs> <laughs> On to the pro side of things, the FIVB Women's Volleyball Nations League Week 2, June 13th through the 18th in Brasilia, Brazil. The Beach Pro Tour Challenge, June 15th through the 18th in Yermola, Latvia. The Beach Pro Tour Futures, June 15th through the 18th in Lille, France. The U21 and U23 Beach National Team Trials, June 19th through the 22nd in Hermosa Beach, California. The FIBB Men's Volleyball Nations League, Week 2, June 20th through the 25th in Rotterdam, Netherlands. And the Beach Pro Tour Futures, June 21st through the 24th in Eos Island, Greece. How do we get to EOS Island, Greece? How do, I don't know how do we get that? A lot of minutes. Round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. What else? That's a great question. We got to get there. Host a live episode there. Throw it in the budget. We'll talk about that during budget season. Yep. We'll revisit but, that. <laughs> remember, listeners, you can rate, review, share this podcast with your friends, families, teammates. It really, 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 really helps this podcast grow and reach new listeners as we continue to do every single episode. Uh, check out our video episodes that are on our website and on YouTube. Uh, we thank you all for your continued support. Again, goal to 100, end of the year. we got a lot of episodes to put together, but we're going to try. Um, if you know a club um, that should be featured or a story that you like to hear or any other topics that you just want to hear us talk about during the podcast, um, you can email us at the USAV show at USAV.org. Leave us feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Again, any other, any future topics you want us to talk about and and you know cover on the on the podcast, let us know. We can definitely make sure we add it to the schedule. And remember, new episodes are dropping every other week. And until then. Thank you all for listening to the USA Volleyball Show. We are the official podcast of USA Volleyball. Cheers. This has been the USA Volleyball Show with Clarence Hughes and Stephen Munson. Produced by Curtis Ward. Our content producer is Lara Fawcett. Our marketing lead is Bree Jaycox. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate and review. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the USA Volleyball Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.